All right. I want to open up and say, you know, I will speak for all four of us. I'm sorry, boys, but I will speak for all four of us. <laughs> none of us, none of us are scientists. Uh, none of us have experience in in that field. We don't understand. I was in nursing for two months, so I have that some. That doesn't count, my friend. <laughs> I'm a college dropout. I have some expertise in this area. Yes, hundred anyway, percent. His expertise we... is dropping out of college. <laughs> Uh, that's a joke. Please edit that out. That's, people are going to find that rude. <laughs> Take that out. Okay, they keep it in. Yeah, none of us are scientists. We don't have crazy experience with, you know, vaccination studies and what it takes to develop a vaccine and what goes into it, the process of it, etc. So, you know what? I'm not going to pretend to know any of that kind of stuff when I speak now. And I'm just going to speak about COVID-19 first. And I don't have to be a scientist. And I don't have to be a magician or a Christian to say that COVID-19 is real. I, I think it's very obvious that it is. And I just want to start by saying that because, you know, when you look at the amount of chaos and division this entire pandemic has caused, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, one, amongst believers and two, amongst the general population, right? People are lying and thinking this stuff is real and thinking, you know, people are just dying out of nowhere and then we're just saying that it's because of COVID. Now, this stuff is real. And I want to be very thoughtful and sympathetic and empathetic towards everyone who has been affected by it. Welcome back to the Glorify Him podcast. By the Holy Spirit's leading, we're covering challenging topics often left unaddressed by the church while balancing grace, truth, and love for all people. We're your co-host, Cricket. I'm Seth. I'm Kiefer. Nah, I'm Ethan. This episode is brought to you by Gadget Guys. They're a father-son duo coming into Oshawa, and they make cool accessories for all your electronic devices. With that being said, I pass it off to Ethan to pray for us before we get started. God, I just want to ask for um, just guidance as we talk about this. This has been a very controversial thing for the past um, little while now. And I just pray you could just uh, help us just to be led by you. Um, and that ultimately, God, you know, when we come to making decisions about anything, whether it's vaccinations or not getting a vaccine or just literally any decision making in life, we should be um, trusting in you and, and coming to you in prayer and um, seeking wise counsel um, and uh, trying to hear each other out, list, listen to each other, communicate with each other, dialogue with each other, respect each other, and um, just, just be there for each other. Um, and uh you know have honest dialogue you know talk about what we've experienced what we've learned um and just uh you know i just pray that as as believers we would just be um empowered by you holy spirit to um just yeah just walk walk in you walk, and and that that comes with just walking in relationship with you every day um as we as we spend time with you we become more like you and so yeah i just uh, i thank you that i have this opportunity to talk and that we can just uh and i pray you could just bless every person listening with your presence as well amen it's been i think a month since we've put out an episode but seth has put out his testimony for everyone to watch it's, it's an absolutely encouraging Crazy. And amazing testimony uh i urge everyone to go check it out if you want to be encouraged i guarantee you you leave encouraged if you watch that testimony mm. seth changed from a selfish jerk. Yeah, I can't, yeah. To, even on a story, bro, I died. He's like from selfish jerk to god lover, and and a lover of people as well. And a lover but, of people uh, as well. But no, great. God did such a change in his heart. I, I didn't I didn't honestly know uh, stuff like that back then. But uh, man, it's it's crazy to see 
what he's like now. 100%. Yeah. And before that testimony, we put out an episode on can Christians enjoy secular movies and music. Another super fun-filled one with, you know, personal stories, personal convictions. Check that one out as well. I want to quickly address our new schedule and what we've decided and come to as a group, obviously through the Holy Spirit's leading, is that we're going to be releasing episodes bi-weekly. Um, we really want to bring quality content, Holy Spirit-filled content, and we don't want to do it out of our own strength and out of our own flesh and out of our own will. We want God to lead us, um, and we feel like, you know, taking a little week break and, and gathering more time to prepare is important for us, uh, and it also gives us more time to pray and approach these tough challenging topics so what do we got today it's not on the list on our ig page it's like it a bonus added it's a bonus yeah it is and, and it's a bonus given early actually um you know we have never addressed the topic of covid19 the topic of vaccinations this guy can mute himself when he's drinking his pepsi and we haven't talked about you know now that governments are mandating vaccines We've never actually spoken about it. And mm -hmm. we all gathered together as a group and said, yo, why don't we do this? We have not even mentioned this or, or let alone gone into all this stuff. Hey, well, this, this podcast was birthed out of COVID. So. Yes, exactly what Cricket just said. But basically, <laughs> we will be covering COVID-19 vaccinations and mandations today on this episode we want to hit this topic with you know just kind of understanding each other um, having grace love respect and unity among people among believers how we should be interacting with god and just trusting having faith in him and just being wise and discerning that's kind of our approach here as we talk about these things so boys who wants to start with a little recap of our experiences with covid19 so i'm going to start off with my family's experience so um my parents got COVID after actually getting their first dose. So they received it after uh, they got COVID after it. And uh, so it was just my mom and my dad that got it. And we all live in the same house. So we all had to quarantine. My Me and my brother were in one room. Uh, my sisters were in another room. And then my parents, I mean, my dad was in, in his room. And then my mom was in the living room. So we all had to quarantine in that sense and there was like mm -hmm. dividers and stuff and they couldn't come out of their room and stuff uh my dad's case was really mild in the sense mm -hmm. that um he just he was just sneezing for like a good five minutes and that's pretty much it like like oh, wow. yeah and then praise god for that and uh, my mom was a lot more like a lot more like toll taking on her body like she couldn't like it was hard for her to breathe and uh she had headaches and like she she felt cold and stuff right so uh praise god because i honestly thought it was going to be worse for her because she does have like uh health problems and stuff right so yeah it was really difficult with managing everything like how to get food like what to do what like right like trying to figure everything else it was difficult for us because my mom's the one that normally cooks for us right so um so we we ended up figuring everything else, and it was very interesting how none of us got COVID. I still don't know how that happened, but yeah, I think I'm gonna be mean, left. <laughs> it's I think it's God, right? At the end of the day, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but it's definitely God. I think it's like He was protecting us, and I think I want to go more into my experience with COVID. And um, I I know a lot of people f did feel this. It's like it was very like it was like very depressing for me because i felt like i'm an 
I love people and I like to spend time with people and that's mm-hmm. I'm an extrovert that's basically what it is and like staying at home alone in your own room that was really hard right like that can take a mental like that can take a toll on your body right so it was really depressed like uh it was really hard for me then for that and then the second lockdown I don't know if you guys remember we had one lockdown the first one was a lot harder than the second one and then the second one was a lot better the second better. one no one listened to it bro <laughs> well yeah second one was a lot harder uh easier for me than the first one but yeah that's pretty much a little bit more my story mm-hmm. thanks for sharing bro yeah thanks Seth, you want to go <laughs> so similar to cricket uh my family got covid so my both my parents uh me um it actually passed over my brother Thank God for that. Yeah, my parents and, and me got COVID. It was the day of my final exam, second semester. Uh, while I was in the middle of writing it, I was starting to get feeling symptoms. Uh, thank God, at least it was my final exam and it was pretty much already done. But uh, my dad and my mom both had, I think, pretty pretty bad cases. Um, especially my mom, like she took like a, like she still had symptoms like for like a month after like they just were persisting and weren't going away. She had really bad cough. It just wouldn't go away for a while. Um, my dad is vulnerable sector. Uh, thank God he didn't have to go to the hospital and he didn't die. He's disabled. And uh, when he gets even a regular cold, it pretty much knocks him out. He can't move and things like that. So it was like, it was really hard to take care of him when he was sick for like two weeks. It, it was like very difficult taking him to the bathroom and, you know, trying to, you know, move his body around and everything like that. It was, it was definitely not easy thing but for me it, I, I was good after two days um two days i had it and it was kind of like having the flu for two days you know chills body weakness um fever all those kinds of things i actually had um heart palpitations too during the night two days bad and then after that i was okay but then i kind of felt sluggish and slow for like another few weeks if i'm being honest but other than that i was good i didn't have any symptoms so after two days i was blessed yeah so i was anti-lockdown and i was me and my mom were and i was also not, not anti-vax, but like not for really for vaccines. <laughs> not, not anti-vax, just not vax. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not anti, not anti-vax, just not vax. Um, but I was more so anti-lockdown. I, I think when I, it's kind of like a Peter overzealous type thing. And I think when I, when COVID started and I came to faith, I'm like, you know what? Like God's work stops for nothing, and uh, I don't care if I'm going to die because we have eternal life. Um, I'm not afraid to die, right? Um, and that's how I felt, and that's how my mom has always felt since she became Christian at like age five. So uh, I, 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 we just—that's just the way we were. And uh, and God kept giving me opportunities to work. To me and my mom, you know, towards the end of the year of 2020, we also had joined a new, you know this new church, and all of us had the same conviction um, and feelings and emotions towards lockdown, towards vaccines, towards COVID, and towards the government. So we kept a meeting um, and just defying the restrictions and this and that against my dad's wishes as well actually which is interesting he was never comfortable with it but we went all the way up until that was you know mid-april and we got sick and and then um yeah that was a game changer i never ever thought we would get would have gotten sick because it was my firm belief since november that you know i trust god he's going to protect us we won't get sick right and although that's true uh that god can prevent people from getting sick he didn't this time and um it was crazy. He rebuked me and my mom really hard. So we got convicted really badly of sin. He rebuked us, you know, and it's crazy. It's like he opened my eyes and illuminated me to the fact that I never once, um, 
from November, although, and, and you know, when I had the conviction, not from God, I never said it was from God, just, you know, on my own that, oh, you know, God's work stops for nothing, I'm not going to stop until we got sick. I actually never stopped to actually ask and pray God, pray and ask God what he wanted. Um, if he wanted that, if he wanted us to get meeting, if he wanted us to do those things, I just assumed that, um, and I kept doing it. And then I got humbled really badly when we got sick, and then my dad got sick, and that was devastating when my dad got sick. And I was like, oh, shoot, like, there's no way this is, like, yeah, like, this is this is bad. Um, even then, it's crazy. When I first got sick, I was being stubborn. Maybe two weeks after that, my mom was like, no, like, and our eyes are, eyes are open to the fact that even though my mom is a prayer warrior and prays for everything, and so do I, this thing, I just completely just did not consult him at all. I just assumed that that was his will, right? And um, while I assumed wrong, we all promptly made some, uh, made, not made some, made several changes um, after that. And uh, our minds were, our minds and our hearts were changed by God on this topic um, altogether, complete overhaul. Um, we even ended up leaving that church. So, I mean, you know, there is uh, a lot there, but I'll, I'll leave it there for now. My family and I were really blessed to not have contracted COVID-19. Um, to this day, praise God for that. I do have my grandparents living with me. Um, they are seniors, which will play into our conversation centered around vaccines in a bit. Um, but I just want to take, you know, a different angle on it because, you know, Seth shared his personal experience with him and his family, cricket as well. Um, I'll share, you know, my perspective on the whole thing. Lockdown was tough. The first one, the second one, we live in Canada, by the way. Um, and, you know, I actually really saw God working through the lockdown. That's my mm. perspective on it. Good point. Um, uh, like I for yourself or like in general? I, I'll, I'll, I can defend both, but I'll <laughs> okay. speak for myself. I so would I say i seen God working for myself too. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. If, Me too. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So, what I will say is God's always working. It's not like he just puts himself on pause and takes his hands out of tough situations that happen on earth. He is actively involved in bringing restoration to people. I know that about God's nature, and I think the Bible testifies of that as well. And I was blessed to see that happen in my family unit. Um, you know, life is fast. It's like people are always going out and kind of neglecting family time and just doing their own thing. And lockdown put us in a position where we're all stuck, <laughs> literally just stuck together, forced to spend time with each other. And out of that came growth, bonding, understanding. Um, as a family, we grew in our faith together, asking questions, wrestling with tough topics centered around this. How do we approach this as believers? Um, and I developed a greater relationship with every single individual person in my family. So I saw God working through that. Not only that, a church, was, a local church was birthed through COVID-19 um, as my dad's calling finally came to fulfillment and was started through COVID-19 uh, all online. And I don't think the church was stopped in any way. I saw the church grow. I saw the church navigate tough times. And I saw God work with his church uh, through all of it. And man, it was, it was really interesting because, you know, as I said, this whole thing brought a lot of chaos and division. And, and God is the opposite of all those things. So whenever you see any of that stuff, you have to understand that God's already mm. working through it to bring unity, to bring singularity, to bring just the body together and to unite them through this one thing. And I came across this one post, I forgot who it was by, but you know, it was shared throughout my family and it was talking about shelter, how God provides times of shelter despite all these you know, things that happen in the world. An opportunity to kind of gather together as, as, as troops and 
have some time alone with him because if you think about how busy you are during normal life without a lockdown you have that ex you don't have that excuse ever but you have that excuse in a sense of saying i'm too busy to spend time with god i couldn't read my bible because i'm too busy right now i have this plan i have this plan and my faith journey was sparked by COVID 19 because i never had an excuse to not spend time with god i always had an opportunity to do it and that's what i meant to say when you know god's working through it all because through all this kind of stuff he gives an opportunity to grow closer to him um, I saw it as a very positive experience. And on the other hand, it was very rough as well, seeing so many family members deal with, you know, you know, when they caught COVID-19, being put on ventilators, uh, whether it's in Canada or out of the country, and knowing people personally who have actually passed away, um, it hurt a lot because unfortunately they get reported as numbers. Mm. You know, and, and for me, that's such a sad thing to see. I'm like, okay, a human life is attributed as a number. But when Tom Hanks contracts COVID-19, the whole world is ready to fall at his feet and, and hope he's okay. But everyone else is reported as a simple number who has just died. Mm. You know, we don't even get a name behind that number. We don't get a story behind that. It's a really good point, man. Um, so it affected me. Yeah, it affected me personally as well to see the way we treat mm. just normal human beings and the way we lift up celebrities and other people and all this kind of stuff. It was a crazy mm. experience. But to sum it all up and conclude, because I don't want to talk about about it too much we'll talk about vaccines in a bit is god is faithful god is good and mm -hmm. god works through all of yeah. this stuff mm -hmm. all and, of it and the two words that just to sum it up two words providence and protection mm -hmm. sums up my experience uh with god throughout COVID 19. can so, i quickly so say something from what you said um this was the opportunity for the church to be the church to be hands and feet of christ here on earth because this allows us to serve in a way that we couldn't serve before being hospitable being like reaching out to our neighbors right like asking if they're okay re like texting them all these things we could have mm -hmm. we could do still now and we could have done but yeah, i just wanted mm -hmm. to quickly yeah i know that was also huge just something i was very vocal about even with Kiefer back in 2020 about god working through the situation because i mean i should have mentioned the fact that god called me and other brothers and sisters in Portugal to start a nonprofit and work in the midst of COVID during lockdown to, in Toronto, providing relief to homeless people in the midst of COVID, um, literally touching, interacting with them and never getting sick for over half a year mm -hmm. um, and providing relief that way and, and seeing lots of suffering, um, which is really mm -hmm. sad, but seeing God working in the midst of the suffering to bring these people hope and everything they need. And, um, yeah, and also the fact that people, you know, God was shaking his church. Some people were falling away, and God was also flooding the churches of people who recognize their need for him because of this terrible situation. So yeah, God exactly. is always working, and it's true. Mm -hmm. I appreciate all the what you guys have shared and your experiences and things. I'll jump in. Um, I'll just start with like you know I've been also blessed that no one in my family has um, caught COVID. Um, it's a blessing, and. Uh, I know, I know a couple of people, you know, I know one friend who got it mildly, hard, you know, a little bit like symptomatic, a little bit of cold, mild stuff. It wasn't that big of a deal. I know somebody else though, who had serious, who has serious health problems. And so this is a young lady too, you know, like, um, 20 something. And she, you know, it was very scary for her. Um, and, uh, so there's, there's definitely a lot of, um, people have a lot of different experiences in this. Okay. I have, I have a very close friend whose grandpa had like a stroke in a week and his girlfriend's uncle had a heart attack within a week of getting the vaccine. I will say though that, you know, those occurrences are, you know, are rare, but I can understand people's fears and concerns with that. 
Um, I do also want to like say that, you know, there's, there's so many different experiences. Some people have profited maybe in terms of their businesses, other businesses have completely been crushed in terms of COVID, a lot of them. And that's important too. You know, this is people's quality of life in terms of taking care of themselves and taking care of their families. Um, in terms of mental health, I've, uh, I've struggled with mental health over this pandemic. I think that regardless of the pandemic was going to happen or not, I would have been struggling, but I do think in some ways it did amplify it, um, the loneliness and such like that. At the same time though, like Kiefer and Seth were getting at God, I've seen God work a lot personally in my life through this. I've seen God work to, um, to, uh, yeah, just bring me, draw me closer to him and, and work in my family and in my relationships with people and, um, do things like, you know, I've been, I've been out on the streets, um, fairly consistently since, uh, last, I think like, um, like September, October, you know, trying to get out like most weeks to the homeless community in Oshawa and uh, be there for people, be careful, um, you know, but, uh, also just, uh, be there for them as well and, and give food, clothes, just pray for people, share the gospel, of course. Um, we should all, regardless of whatever our circumstances be, um, be humble and say that we need God and, and realize how much he loves us and wants a relationship with us, um, regardless of what your circumstances are, right? We can live in the will of God every day regardless of our circumstances, um, by growing in our relationship with God, um, and, and, uh, and doing the things that he wants us to do, pray continuously, rejoice, always be thankful, help the weak, um, and, and be patient with everyone, things like that, which is the God clearly says this is will for us. I hope we can just try to be understanding everybody, but really just take a look at our hearts, where are our hearts with God and where are our hearts towards people. So I guess we'll be heading in that direction. I think I want to push us in the direction and steer us towards, you know, vaccines. There's a lot of talk around, you know, as soon as COVID started, it was like, okay, how fast are we going to be able to get a vaccine? When can life get back to normal? And, you know, after a year and a little bit, it was offered to people. Um, I just want to ask as a Christian and as a believer, how do we approach this conversation? Because obviously we have Christians who believe, you know, don't take the vaccine. And then there's Christians who say, yes, take the vaccine. How do we approach this conversation with love, with grace, with truth? And, and how do we factor in mm. our individual relationship with God and our understanding of what we're called to do? Any one of you. I think it goes on to prayer, right? Talking to God about it and just bringing it before him. And like how I approach me getting the vaccine is, does it affect other people? Does it affect my family members? Does it affect the people I work with? Like I, I put myself up, not like I wouldn't, it wasn't getting it for me. It was more like I was getting it for other people because it's helping other people. It's right. Like we, um, and it's like helping them preventing, like if I got like if I didn't get the vaccine, I got sick, right. I could have passed it on to other people. Right. For example. And that's, that's my logic behind it is like, I'm putting, I'm being the good Samaritan in the sense that I'm not, I'm not good in any way, but I'm just being a person that's like watching out for the people around me and the people that I live with and the people that I work with because I was working amidst the COVID-19 as well. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So just prayer, discernment, yeah. um, seeking wisdom from other people and seeking wisdom from God and knowledge from God. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I'll just tag on to your point real quick is. Cricket and I are very similar with our approach to this conversation. Uh, we've had a lot of private conversations and gone back and forth on this topic. And as I mentioned earlier, I do live with my grandparents. They both have many underlying you know, conditions and COVID could severely impact them. 
So as a family, it, we all made the decision to get the vaccine, but it wasn't solely based on that. And I think that's what's important is to take it away in prayer hmm. um, to kind of, you know, if you're called to do your, your research and your studying, that's great. I, I would say, you know, more power to you. Um, but primarily my family took it away in prayer, um, truly trying to understand the situation, weigh the pros and cons of what we understand. Um, my mom was blessed to hear, uh, I won't give names obviously, but my mom was blessed to sit in on a conversation with, you know, this Christian doctor who was heavily involved with, you know, looking over the research regarding vaccines and get his input, um, and I won't, I'm not here to steer people in a certain direction. My view is, yeah, it's okay to take the, the vaccine. And I think God protects you either way you go. However, I do think, you know, to say that the vaccine kills you is the mark of the beast or any of this kind of stuff. Um, maybe these guys want to go on that stuff, but I think that's absolutely ridiculous. I don't think you make assertions like that. And, you know, I, I think I, I agree with Cricket. You have to be very mindful of who you're living with, who's around you. And what's your purpose behind mm. getting the vaccine? Because I can tell you right now, I didn't get a vaccine putting my faith that the vaccine's going to protect me or, or heal me or prevent me from getting COVID-19. No, my family's faith remained in God. It didn't shift from God to a vaccine. That, that's like insane if that's what's happening, right? That definitely should not be taking place. Your faith remains in God. Mm. And through the means of a vaccine, I'm confident that God will protect me. Um, whether I contract COVID-19 or not, it doesn't really matter. I know God's mm -hmm. going to protect me and the vaccine is not going to change the, that fact, right? So mm -hmm. yeah, that's just my perspective. Eight hours later. Yeah, no, I agree with Kirk and Kiefer on a lot of their points. Um, I think we definitely need to be thinking of other people. However, I'll clarify later that I don't think if you didn't get the vaccine, that actually means you didn't think of other people. And I recognize some people are very condemning on this point. Um, and whether you do research or not, get the vaccine or not, um, ultimately we have to be in relationship with God and seek guidance through prayer and his word. So how do we approach this conversation of love, grace, and truth? You know, some are saying you should get vaccines. Some are saying, you know, don't get it. Or like, let me have my own personal decision um, in this process. But so ultimately, though, you know, if we want to be displaying Christ's love, um, grace, and light, and light, and truth in anything, not just this, and we want to be confident about our own decisions, um, we need to be in close relationship with God first and believers second. And we, you know, Christ, you know, when you spend time with somebody, you become more like them. The more time we spend with Christ, the more we're going to become like him and know how to you know, navigate these things, right? So we want to let him lead us for decisions and teach us how and give us the power to engage with people. Um, so I'm just going to give a quick reminder back to the gospel just because it's always good to go there. So why do we want to express Christ's love? Because he loves us. His love for us is most seen on his death and resurrection. And he desires a relationship with each one of us. And so that that is like kind of like the foundation that um, that is why we want to go to the word of God in prayer. So I just want to give that reminder today that we should go to the word of God in prayer because he loves you. And that and that can be the motive for going there. Don't just go there because you feel like, you know, I want to just be a better person in, in these conversations. No, you want to have this relationship with Christ. And, you know, when we go in our prayer life, we want to go there um, trying to genuinely express ourselves and our concerns with like, let's say the vaccines or just anything, but genuinely coming to a place of like, we'll surrender to God and trust in him. And in that we'll find freedom. And he might, he might say, you know, give you peace about taking the vaccine. You might even have peace about not taking, it. I don't know. Ultimately, you know, we want to let Christ transform us. And, and, and then once we were coming to Christ, then we can go into, um, 
we can go into uh, conversations and be slow to speak and quick to listen because Christ is teaching us how to do that in our hearts. We can be open-minded and willing to validate other people's experiences and feelings, but still, you know, balance it with truth and giving truth with wisdom and discernment and sharing with gentleness and kindness, respecting other people and even accepting them if we disagree with their choices. And I think that is the foundation, you know, before we get into other things, I do want to talk, and talk a little bit more going forward about, you know, vaccines and, um, just, you know, kind of trying to see both sides of, of, of people, right? But we, this needs to be our foundation of ultimately our relationship with Christ and that personal relationship. So, yeah. I feel like we as Christians have to respect the people that do choose not to get a vaccine, right? That uh, we got to still love them and still care for them, even though they may disagree with you or they may make a choice that you don't agree with, right? Mm -hmm. And we still, we still have to care for them. And I feel like um, oftentimes that's not being done. Mm -hmm because it's like so mandating and all this stuff. And I, I'm like, yeah, like I have a couple of friends that don't want to get the vaccine. It's their own personal reasons. And I, I'm, I'm giving the free, like them the freedom to choose not to get it. I feel like we do, um, they can decide not to get it if they want it, right? Like it's not me, it's not up to me to force it on someone. It's their own personal conviction and you shouldn't like let them go deal with it with God, right? Like you shouldn't be like, you shouldn't be like you should get the vaccine you should get the vaccine you shouldn't be forceful in that sense of, like right well, what you said right like we got to approach this topic with great truth and love right mm -hmm. yeah I, I agree i just want to add to that real super quick is uh and i'm gonna be, be really blunt with this is for the people who who got the vaccine and who get the vaccine you're not a better person than the one who doesn't mm. get the vaccine facts and yeah. straight up to the people who don't get the vaccine you're not a better person than you're the not less did, and you don't have yeah, yeah. stronger faith if you if you didn't get it because or, i've heard a lot of people on that or better side critical say, thinker you know, or something yeah i've heard a lot of people say who don't get the vaccine you know you guys are just sheep just you know listening and being persuaded this way and i'm like yeah. you know buddy you're sheep too we're all sheep we're god's sheep all right don't be telling <laughs> me what kind of sheep i am and all this kind of stuff so yeah i think we need to be gracious and loving and, and honest at the end of the day but you know the problem is when christians start condemning each other when they're on opposite sides of the spectrum it's hey like, let me do my I was thing just... and you do yours you know yeah i was just reading this verse like i did not come to condemn the world i came to save the world right that was jesus very own words exactly so, mm -hmm. yeah yeah don't know i think it's pretty sad that you're all sheep no, I'm joking. um <laughs> i i think it's pretty sad to see what's happened in the church um on that spectrum that ethan's talking about in terms of covid it's really sad to see believers, you, you know, at odds with each other and drawing lines in the sand. And, and obviously, like Ethan's saying, I appreciate his nuance because, you know, I, we need to invalidate and understand the concerns and fears and worries that people have about, you know, vaccines or the government or um, the lockdown, not just for lockdowns, not because I'm necessarily saying there's reasons for that, that there aren't. Um, but just because we're human and we have different fears and concerns about different things because we're different, right? I left my half my story, the ending of my story open at the end there. But after, you know, me, got, me and my mom got rebuked and convicted and um, really just uh, humbled by God, um, he can make the decision to go get the vaccine immediately <laughs> um, and to change our stance on lockdown and the vaccine immediately and on COVID immediately. It's interesting to see how God convicted me and I, and I was being selfish. I mean, my dad is in a vulnerable sector and I'm still bent on meeting with people in lockdown and also not getting the vaccine. So I'm going to have it my way and my, I'm going to hide behind the idea that what was God's will for us to meet? It's God's will for his will to be done and that means that I need to meet and oppose the government. But that was selfish and that was 
wrong and that was sin um, and that was unloving um, towards my neighbors and my dad, you know, and towards God. Yeah, since then, I, I've completely flipped my switch on for vaccines. And, you know, Kiefer was, had a good word in that time, too, was, you know, that if God is powerful to protect me from getting sick without a vaccine, he's also equally powerful to use a vaccine for his honor and glory to um, heal us because all healing comes from God and to protect us through practical means because our God is practical. The biggest thing, takeaways I can talk about the vaccine is that I was really going along with data and stats and these kinds of anti-government, anti-vaccine you know, vaccine types of mentalities and I was rolling with those people. So that's all I was hearing. Um, and, and it is a bubble if I'm being totally honest with you. When you're around those people who think that kind of way, then you're just amped and in the energy of it and you're just only feeding that in. And then, you know, honestly, and I, I, I have to be honest, I probably would have seen crazy to other people in that state, maybe a little bit, right? Um, mm. You're just getting souped up on this mentality and not really letting other people give you any other opinions, you know? Um, and I think that once we, we got sick and then God took us out of it, I could look at it objectively for the first time with that God giving clarity and be like, what the hell happened here? What am I like, what is going on? And what is wrong with us, right? And it's crazy to think, um, to admit, but this isn't my accusation to everybody, but it is, I think, true. And I, I'm going to explain is that when you're putting all your faith and all your weight into discerning it in, 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 in your flesh, only looking at stats, only looking at data, only looking at numbers and trying to say that, you know, you know the, the disease is not, you know, COVID is not really a huge deal and it's not as big as they make it to be. And not that many people get sick or affected or not many people die or, you know, doesn't really affect young people. And you get in these whole things and you look at the data, you look at the stats and you try to like, you try to, you know, all this stuff, you end up naturally and not intentionally always, but naturally, because we're human, naturally become insensitive. Because then whenever enemy tries to bring a concern, what do you do? You go back to the data, right? Because if you're going to justify an anti-lockdown anti position, an anti-vax position, then it has to be true. The data has to be true. Otherwise, your point is mute, right? So you naturally become insensitive. And I think that it was just kind of crazy to look back and then be like, wow, like, somebody is you know saying that oh my family member this or whatever got sick and you're just throwing around stats it's, it's problematic right um mm -hmm. that's not love that's not christ's love to to do that and um i think it's a, like, like the others are saying it's absolutely crucial to trust god more than we put our faith in what we can see and that doesn't mean that i stick my head in the sand that i don't look at stats at all mm -hmm. and god wants us to discern but ultimately you know and i, and I say this a lot you know that you will drive yourself nuts looking at data and numbers, not only, I mean, one, because it's too much information to one person to, you know, to intake and there's constant new opinions and new data coming up every single day. You got your extremists on both sides and they're constantly throwing things in the, into the pot there. And you're constantly looking at this stuff. Ultimately, it's important to be still and know that, well, the Lord is the Lord and that um, he is sovereign in control of everything. He's got everything in the palm of his right hand. He determines who will live and for how long they will live. Um, all healing is from him and he's the one who ultimately holds our life in the balance. It's not some, it's not my, my ability to discern stats. And I think the biggest thing for me with the vaccine is that God can make me to give it the vaccine after being from an extreme position. God can make the key for his family to get the vaccine after being from an extreme position. God can make that other people I know for, after being from an extreme position to go get the vaccine and humble all of us through repent, convicting us of our sin. And the biggest thing is, you know what, to commit it to God and seek him and to ask him what he wants and not to make any assumptions. I think it's the biggest incredible advice I could give is don't make any assumptions, right? God will accomplish mm -hmm. his will, whether we meet in person or not. Um, 
it, could you, could you God, quickly clarify what you meant by sin? Sin is that I never consulted God on what he wanted. I assumed he wanted me to meet. I assumed all these things. I assumed that was his will for me to just be right. like, bun everybody else. God matters more. Whereas, you know, it's almost yeah. like that verse. It's, it's kind almost of like, the verse. like love for people. Love for people and like for God's like wisdom and like. Well, no, it's just that because I, because it, well, the, the false idea here is that, is that God being most important means that you don't even consider other people at all. Um, mm -hmm. because he matters most, which is true that he matters most, but God's c command, not choice, but command is for us to love the people around us. And yeah, he says that it's because God. it's true. It's because it's true that he matters most that you love and care for other people. Yeah. Exactly. That's a false dichotomy that if I love, it's a false dichotomy that, oh, if I, if I love, if I get the vaccine and this is, like I said, there's extremists on both sides. There's the extremists who think that you're killing people by not getting the vaccine. And there's extremists who think that if I'm getting the vaccine, I'm a sheep and I'm, I'm not trust, and I'm not trusting God and that I'm giving in to some thing. And that if I'm not, if I'm getting it, then that somehow means that I love the world or something or men more than I love God. Um, and I think that it's almost sure. like that verse where, you know, when God is he's talking to the Pharisees and, and it's about taking care of their parents. And, and it was that he says something like, you know, you're, you said to them, oh, I, I've, I vowed to give to God what I'm supposed to give to you. Um, this false idea that somehow, like, loving God more than anything means that I neglect <laughs> all the other people around me and the responsibility God's called me to have to them, right? Which is what I did with my dad. Um, so mm -hmm. I just want to leave it off on the point that, you know, like, don't, don't either way, whether you, whether you, don't make the mistake of putting your faith in stats, not because it's not bad to look, um, Ask God what he wants. Look at all the stats. Come to conclusion, you know, on, in your own strength um, that um, that somehow that you think that, you know, the vaccine is not a good idea. And you still have to ask God his permission, what he wants and what is the right choice, right? And yeah, it's yeah. fundamental to not leading on your own understanding because our understanding is limited. By the way we love others, our actions, our words is shows how we love God. So that's why we're supposed to, we're called to love other people christians or non-christians unconditionally mm -hmm. yeah because that's how god loves us yeah um and i think there's a lot of things to consider right i mean we're not scientists or politicians or um economists but you know there's there's the business to consider the businesses and economy to consider there's the risks and benefits for each age group because you know covid does affect the risks are different depending on your age there's the social factors and everything there's a lot of different factors to consider um and, you know, I just want to say that there's much to be grateful for in Canada in terms of, although there's certain things I disagree with or, you know, I'm not happy with, which is happening with the government in terms of the, um, the restrictions, I would say, you know, we can be thankful that our, our deficit and hospitalizations are less than America, um, much less than India, and, you know, actually about like three times less than America, I think. Um, when I was comparing, by the way, the being grateful for Canada, I was comparing percentages, not just deaths, by the way, um, percentages of the deaths and such. Um, and yeah, by the way, I, I am double vaccinated, just to be clear, if anyone's wondering. Um, but I, I, I just want to say that, you know, I can understand some of the hesitancy on, on, on a few different levels. One of them being like, for example, not your natural immunity is as is as good is as effective, if not more effective, a lot of people actually say it is more effective than um, than your double vaccination shots. 
and that doesn't really get talked about and it actually you're you're, nat- it, you're saying your natural immunity after you catch covid after you catch covid yes and and that's also just kind of like a standard like um biology thing too um that t- for almost all diseases your natural immunity is going to be better now here's the thing it's always about weighing risk or benefit right because the disease has a 50 percent chance of killing you you're not going to try and go fight that disease so you're naturally immune versus getting let's say there's a vaccine successful for it now the thing is though is that you know we know that the risk of covid varies drastically um between you know younger people to to older people and, you know i find in canada right we're saying that you know you have to be vaccinated even if you already caught covid and i think that kind of stuff is sowing distrust in people right because you're just as effective if and like i said more effective um against covid and so that kind of thing like making nurses or making people like that that, that kind of stuff is creating distrust and i think that's a mistake the government's making um oh, real quick. Off the- i do want to say that like um that you know vaccines they do have a low risk like we, we see that the risks are very low right um in terms of causing adverse effects and the adverse effects are very minor um and any any you know w- theoretically it shouldn't really cause any big problems um moving forward but we don't definitively know you know there's a reason why vaccines are not given to children under 12 years old and the reason is is that the vaccines are scientists are unsure whether it's worth the risk versus the benefit um and so and so you know i I can understand younger people you know trying to weigh that out in their heads like and even even weigh in their own heads like okay what are my own personal health am i a healthy 20 year old or am i a 25 year old or not and 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 i but you know as you get older you have the two to five percent chance of dying if you're like over 80 or something like that right and and it's like but you know you see on the one hand the kids it's like less than dying from influenza so you see there's such this drastic change and i think um there there have been countries that have actually um had less is not as bad restrictions for example they let they let their kids go to like let's say kindergarten um kindergarten people go to school shortly after you know just a short lockdown i can't remember if it was like finland denmark or norway or sweden one of them but a couple of them those guys had similar like restrictions and so you can actually see models where people were actually had lighter restrictions than there was success um and so i just i just want to bring all these things to the table just as a, as a way that you know and um a lot of understanding and just have these have these conversations you know do your own research i i uh, i've been really trying hard to do my research so i articulate everything you know well um but uh i am not a scientist <laughs> that's facts but uh yeah we're past this point in, in our COVID journey in this country at least already which is the the lockdowns i really want to talk about it like in a reflection piece because this episode is a reflection piece in some sense it's also a contemporary though in terms of vaccines as well diversity people typically will toss out um you know who are anti-lockdown is hebrews 10 25 and let us not neglect meeting uh meeting one another as some have made a habit but let's encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching yeah can i quickly add on to that it's like what i'm what i come out of it like what kind of image would we set if we are going against lockdown right like how would that be portrayed to society how would that be portrayed to the like non-christians right like they're gonna be like they're christians and they do this yep. right like you don't want to give those thoughts into other it's, people because that's not what christ calls us to do right and I, and I, so it's yeah. like and I, you're, it's like uh right. example like in alberta right like all these people like i think there's a bunch of people in alberta like going against like um they're still being in prison no mask none of that yeah. right and no look what it set off right yeah wait, and people were getting just wanted to go that, yeah. too. wait where are we talking about alberta 
Oh, when they had no masks and no restrictions there? Yeah, they're meeting in church yeah. full capacity with no restrictions and no masks and everything like that. And you know what? It's just like, I don't, I have to be honest, I don't have respect for this position of anti-lockdown. I, I, I have respect for the people who are concerned about their business and their livelihood and things like that because that's a genuine concern. I have concern for people who battle with mental health and loneliness, things like that, and are kind of vulnerable in that way. Um, but I also want to make it clear that the government actually gave concession and if you were a person who lived by themselves you were allowed to quarantine with another family and see them even under lockdown i want to make that very clear actually because we were actually had a friend who was meeting with us hmm. uh, legally because he lived by himself so he was allowed one family he's allowed to visit regularly so he's not lonely right so i have concession for those both those people right i i we should, we should have mercy and compassion to those outliers but when it comes to people who are outside the parliament building with picket signs or in Toronto, massive protests, anti-lockdown. Uh, I don't have any respect for this, and I'll tell you why. For Christians doing this. For unbelievers, it's different. But for Christians, I don't, and here's why. When I look at scripture front to back, what do I see? Um, I see God's character revealed in himself and through his commands to his people um, that he comes first. Other people comes first, and then we come last. Uh, the well-being and needs of other people come before our own, and we are supposed to be on our hands and knees serving them, um, even if we're suffering in the midst of that. And we do that to honor God because he did it for us. I see us laying down our rights, especially in the New Testament, when it comes to the freedom we have in Christ, and the example Christ is set by becoming a bond servant. Literally, Philippians 2, chapter 2, verse 3 onward, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with something, God with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in the appearance of man, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. I could read more, but I think we get the idea. The entire chapter covers this idea. Romans 15. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each wish should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself as it is written. The insults of those who, who insult you have fallen on me. Um, and even, you know, a, a chapter and verse that Kiefer, you know, rocks with a lot. And, uh, you know, his dad rocks with a lot. First Corinthians 9 to 11 about Paul giving up his rights to profit off the gospel. The biggest example is the one used in Philippians 2, the Christ God, you know, for the purpose of being the perfect example of a believer and, and son of God to us, gives up every single right he has and reduces himself to nothing. And it's that transformative love that changes, that took over the world, right? With just one guy, Jesus and 12 disciples flipped the world upside down. When I look at people in the West, I'd be honest, it's the West being like, oh, my rights, this and my rights, that and this and that and God-given rights. Where did where did you see those God-given rights that God told you you can do those kinds of things? I have to be honest, I didn't see that in scripture. And I have to be honest with somebody, if I, I would feel like such a phony and a fake, I could not bring myself, this is not me boasting myself, I'm just saying I could not bring myself to be in a, in a, in a protest like that and for it to be real in my heart because I know, God knows and I know. I see no such example in scripture where I see people holding on, clinging on to their rights. Does that mean that God hasn't given us commands to value each other and with the love and respect? He has, but do I see people, you know, claiming their own rights and, 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 and doing that? I don't see that. And I, my point in that is that I just don't see this in scripture. And, I, and I'll be honest with you, I don't see this attitude in believers from the East. I, I really don't, uh, because I think this is a kind of Western idea when we, when we think about things like free speech and other things, none of these things don't matter. Um, I just don't see this 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 attitude in scripture about 
championing for myself, my rights, my this. I don't see that. I see us, I see Christians and our call fighting for the rights of other people. Um, and I just, and I, and I don't see this Christian persecution that's being claimed either, if I'm being honest with you. And, 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 and during COVID as well, I see the same restrictions being applied to everybody equally. And I only see yeah, Christians re rebelling against them. I don't see Muslims rebelling against it. They're masjid. I don't see them continuing to meet and, and, and getting, and honestly, quite frankly, embarrassing us by having then the police come and tear them out and build fences around the perimeter of the church. I don't see Hindus, you know, hell bent on meeting anyway. I don't see Buddhists doing that. I don't see anybody doing that except for some Christians. And I, I love my brothers and sisters. I love them. Don't get me wrong. I love them. And I care about them. They are our family. I do not see anybody with Christians doing that. And the cricket said, when people see that in the world, what do they see? They see, okay, these guys, they don't care about us. They just are doing whatever they want to do and they're defying government and yeah, they see rebellion and division. There's rebellion division and they, and they see those people saying that we are sheep or this or that, and that we're the ones who are this and this. And I, I, they see rebellion division, they see insensitivity, they see, they don't see love. They see the opposite of that. They see selfishness. Hmm. Um, mm. And God does care about our witness very profusely, I promise you. And when I look 100%. at the first century, 100%. when I look at the first century and I, and I see, you know, Nero throwing Christians and into the pit with lions. Okay, that was persecution directed at Christians, and that's why they continued to meet anyway. Um, but they were not threatening the lives of other people by meeting. They were they were putting their own lives at stake. It's different when you're playing with other people's lives, right? Yeah. And even if you're meeting in a church like Alberta, you're meeting in a church and you're all sitting there together, no masks, no restrictions, and then you're getting people in your own congregation sick. You are putting other people's lives in danger. Our call as believers is to lay down our rights for God's glory and for the good of other people. I do not see this this championing of my own personal rights in scripture because it's the opposite. It's laying down your rights for the good of other people, for God's glory, for love. And that, does that mean that we will suffer at times, that we get uncomfortable? Does it mean that sometimes I, I have to compromise? Does it mean sometimes I have to stay cooped in my home or I have to give up something? Yeah, I mean, that it's sacrifice. That's the, that's the quintessential element of it, right? The gospel mm. is laying down your rights for other people. Mm. It's God emptying himself, mm. his rights for other people. Uh, and that's our call as believers. It's not an optional thing. That was actually a lot of a lot of good points, Seth. Um, I think uh, I think it's really important. And I remember Doc, one of our professors at Tyndale, said to us, "We are citizens of the he of uh, of the kingdom of heaven first, and we're citizens of you know on earth in our cities and such second. And um, and yeah, ultimately our priorities should be okay. My relationships with God." and and growing in that and then you know showing that love to people and and people know our love for god by the love we have for each other in the body and uh, the kindness we show to the world and you know the kindness leads us to repentance but we have to be very careful um when we're standing up for rights that human rights that we are not um taking away from this this gospel message of you know others others before myself it's not wrong to fight for um human rights it can be an amazing thing and um i think you know just the way we're going about it has to be we want to be doing it checking our hearts and saying am i doing this in a christ-centered way um and i i think a lot of the the fighting for our rights has been very unchrist-like um so yeah it's it, there there's you know freedom freedom and you know freedom of speech and you know there's you know world war ii was what it was, it was a fight on the basis of trying to have freedom where you're safe in your country um the thing is you know with this COVID thing I, I, you know this is a completely different you know 
context. And I think there's also, not that I'm a politician, I understand all the ins and outs. I, I will, I will submit to that. But I, I do think though, that, uh, we need to be careful. Are we letting fear guide us or are we letting the love of God guide us fighting for human rights from the place of my heart is I'm loving others. And I'm fighting for people's rights, you know, with typically leading with gentleness and kindness as we're supposed to, as we try to battle for truth and human rights, or, or are we are we coming from this from a place of fear? insecurity of what I have. How others view Christians is how others are going to view you because you're a Christian. Yep. Well, guys, uh, great episode. It feels good to be back after a two-week break. And um, I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting too, I think, not being in the heat of it like we were. I mean, sorry, I should say privileged and honored by God not to be in the heat of it like some other countries still are as we were before and being able to look back at it now. Uh, months and months later, um, after you know the most of it has died down, I think it's it's really good um, in light of everything God's taught us through it, through it, and um, after our trials and struggles with it, and even right now. Um, so I hope that everybody's been, everybody's listening will be blessed by uh, the insight that God has blessed us with to give to you. And I, you know, my genuine desire, along with other brothers here, is that uh, you would seek God and His will and His counsel and His decision and will for your life in this area and uh, make him the biggest and strongest voice in your life and drown out everything else because ultimately we need to commit everything we do to him. And uh, his way is uh, the best, like it says, his word is a lamp to light our feet, light for our path, and, and it can't go wrong that way, right? So that being said, I hope you guys check out my testimony. I've been checked it out yet. And uh, that being said, uh, I'm going to pass out the cricket to uh, end off the episode here. Dear Lord, uh, thank you for all that you do for us, for who you are. Yeah, thank you for providing this vaccine and just being like, like, giving us a bit of normalcy and like, um, yeah, just protecting more people, dear Lord. Thank you for all that. It's all because of you, dear Lord. Other people may say it's because scientists, but we know it's because of you, your providence and uh, your protection over us, dear Lord. Uh, Holy Spirit, guide us. I pray as we talk to people about this, as we approach this, as we even have friends that are um people that don't want to get vaccinated or that do like whatever it may be dear lord i pray that we'll just approach it with grace truth and love that uh we'll just be leading with your love and um just being led by your spirit uh in jesus name i pray amen thank you for listening to the glorifying podcast this is a bonus episode just for you guys on covid19 and pandemic vaccines and so forth um Please follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at Glorify Him Podcast. And please subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, thank you for listening and grace and peace to you all.